BS You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And I would just like to say up front that if you ever see a pond that is frozen over, do not go out on it. <laughs> like, that is rule number one of watching movies. Don't go out Spoiler on the frozen alert. pond. But, okay, setting us up for this week. We're excited. We're thrilled. We're enthusiastic about what's about to happen because we saw not one, but two movies this week because we were doing, we couldn't pick one and there was nothing really that jumped out. And we're not sure if anyone on the planet saw these besides us, but we're talking about Five Feet Apart and Captive State. Yes. I think Five Feet Apart did decently well in theaters. Not great, but fine. Captive State did terribly. I don't know. I don't think (laughs) anybody saw that movie. movies. I was going to see it whether or not we did this. And I think I... This was one I talked about on our 2019 predictions. I didn't look up what I gave it, but we can get into that later. Because I think we should start off with the happy... Well, not happy. The... The teen romance five feet apart let's get into it break it down you are gonna see this whether or not we did an episode about it and tell us why that is well just to begin i was gonna say (laughs) i have i have our scores and you said that you thought captive state would get a 75 percent on rotten tomatoes and i said 72 i don't think we talked about five feet apart though so i don't have yeah i think we avoided the ya sadly yeah um (laughs) So wait, so what was your question to me? Why, why did I want to go see Five yeah, Feet Apart? Why did you want to go see this? It's not really well, your cup of tea. No, it's not. It's a YA movie. It's like, uh, it's not cancer. The the <laughs> main couple have cystic fibrosis, which is a disease where you <laughs> have really a lot sad. of mucus in your yeah. lungs. And eventually there's just so much mucus that you suffocate to death, which is really sad. <laughs> it's really sad. And, and basically the only solution is that you can get a lung transplant. Um, but so this movie's about two young adults played by Cole Sprouse and Haley Lou Richardson, who both have this disease and they're in a hospital and they fall in love. But apparently the types of mucus in your lungs are different from one another. And if you catch the other person's type of mucus, then you die almost immediately. And so you cannot go within six feet of somebody else who has the disease. But Matt, why is it called Five Feet Apart? Uh, good question, <laughs> Shelby. It's called Five Feet Apart, not Six Feet Apart, because they're so in love and they're going <laughs> to fight against that disease that they're just going to take that one foot back. Take you know, it it's back. Like they're just, they're just yes. sticking, sticking it to the disease by, by all. Yeah, there you go. That's a hashtag for you. Uh so they're going to be five feet apart instead of yeah. six feet apart. So I wanted to see this movie. I didn't. I never thought this movie looked like it was going to be a good movie. <laughs> I thought it was going to be bad to begin with. You're but so Cole edgy. Sprouse is a specific degree of bad actor that is great on Riverdale. And I thought that some of that might transfer over to this. And then mm-hmm. Haley Lou Richardson has been good in some other things. And I thought that yes. she might be interesting to watch. So I don't know. It was kind of like a... Well, I like to go see bad movies, and this looks like it will probably be bad, but somewhat interesting yeah. type of a movie. So that's why I went and saw it. Yeah. You, so this, I assume, went and saw this just because I told you to. Exactly. Yes. But this movie, it's done like fairly like middling for a YA movie. It has 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it has like an 83% audience score. And 
interestingly enough, it's the debut film from Justin Baldone, who's Raphael on Jane the Virgin. Fun fact for anyone who's ever seen that show. But this was what he tried to do. And also, I was shocked to find out this was not a novel first. No, it was. No, it wasn't. It was written as a film and then they then they created Oh, and then they a adapted book. it into a they book. They adapted it and oh, released it in November. Oh, interesting. So, which is something you rarely see now, especially yeah. in the YA market because you need that Well, no audience. wonder I never heard of the book. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was sort of shocked. I was going to look up like what was different about it. But no, this was a film first and then they adapted it for a novelization that came out end of last year. So some people knew going into it, but I don't know how well the book did or anything because it was movie first, but I'm sort of interested. So it sounds like you didn't like it. I I don't know. It's like I, I went and saw it with a friend I don't think either of us really liked it. It was sort of exactly what you would expect yeah. to be. It was bad in a lot of different ways. It was just very... I think at some point in my mind, I switched from, okay, this is going to be bad to maybe this has like Fault in Our Stars upside. <laughs> and then yeah. while I was sitting in the theater, I was like, oh, no, this is fully terrible <laughs> and makes no sense in so many different ways. Like oh. the the hospital setting for this movie <laughs> was, yeah. was is ludicrous. If it the main function of this disease is that they, you can't <laughs> be near each other or you could die, it makes no sense that they let every, every kid who has this disease just sort of like roam the hospital together <laughs> yeah. with no supervision. The, right. there's, there's basically three patients. There's Cole Sprouse and... Haley Lou Richardson, and then there's a third one Nico, played by Rico, Rico from <laughs> Hannah Montana, and <laughs> the three of them are just like w- none of them have parents who are yeah, involved just at all. No yes. family cares about them. They maybe pop up once or twice, but like for no real yeah. reason. I don't, I don't understand yeah, where these parents would be. Like, yeah, it's like, do they come in? Like, they're just always alone, except for like parental visits randomly at lunchtime. It's yeah, it's like they're odd. in prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also the hospital staff does not supervise them at all. Really, <laughs> they t- they take their own. They're in charge of their own medications, which feels strange yeah. to me. And they can just sort of wander around. And then also the hospital has nobody in it. There's like, (laughs) there's a pool, there's a fancy dining room. There's, yeah, it's all gorgeous. And there's not a soul to be found. These three patients basically just have run of the mill. In one of the more ludicrous scenes of the movie, (laughs) they take over the hospital's cafeteria for the world's fanciest dinner with like these candelabras and like fancy flower center pieces and lobster because fun fact (laughs) supposedly hospitals just keep a stash of fresh lobster on hand in case a celebrity has to come to the hospital because if you're a celebrity who's just gone through surgery you would need (laughs) lobster well i would believe that there's maybe some sort of higher up dietary options but the fact that it was lobster that this boy could suddenly sneak into the kitchen and there were 10 there were like 10 people at this party so he made lobsters for 10 and like fancy food for everyone it was very strange so they sort of like called him out for it at least they were like where did you get this but it was also like a totally lame excuse like i almost wish he had just said oh my mom brought me lobsters you know like yeah (laughs) it's just such a weird throwaway line 
Or just don't have it be lobster. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like pick yeah. any other food that isn't going waffles. to draw attention yeah. to itself. Yeah. Or burgers it or steaks. Weird. The key with lobster is that you have, it has to be fresh. So either they have to have live lobsters crawling around back there or they were like Maybe caught today. That's how you know? he died. It was a bad lobster. He died from food poisoning. Spoiler well, alert. I think I think he died of of whatever the disease was that he had in his lungs, yeah. but I guess it could have been food poisoning. We never really learn. Yeah. As as I'm sure it will shock the audience to find out, the sick best friend dies right. halfway through the movie, yeah. as is the case in every cancer yeah. or you know. Yeah, I mean that was the thing is it was definitely like predictable, and that's honestly why I thought it was a novel. It seemed to hit all the necessary beats at all the right times. It started with a meet hate where they didn't like each other for no real reason. Like she really judged him harsh. Like didn't give him a chance because she like walked past him and he was giving his hospital room to his best friends to hook up. So it was just like, chill out lady. Like what's the big deal? (laughs) So it's like, she suddenly is very against him because he doesn't care enough or something. I don't know. It felt sort of out of character for her to be so harsh right off the bat. Well, yeah, and she supposedly has OCD, which really only yeah. manifests itself in the fact that she has an organized like pill cart, and right. but she also designs apps and is also oh, somewhat yes. of an artist. I forgot about that. And and then yeah. at a certain point, she's also a vlogger. She takes it upon <laughs> herself to like save because Cole Sprouse sort of. I mean, they both have. They both are probably going to die, but Cole Sprouse is like going to die imminently, despite the fact that he looks very well. He's got a bad, bad germ or something. Yes. And Haley (laughs) Lou Richardson could get a lung transplant. So it's like she has to stay alive for this lung transplant. He is sort of like, well, if I'm going to die, like, just kill me now. And she's like, no, you have to stay around. So I'm going to force you to do these treatments. (laughs) He is also a comic book illustrator. And there's like an awkward scene where he uh, like forces her to let him paint her. There's so (laughs) many weird elements of this movie. It was like, it was crazy to watch because it wasn't that good a lot of the choices were weird and then you knew everything that was going to happen but matt i have to be honest like i was full-on bawling by the end like i felt what? so manipulated i know i did i was so manipulated and i was so hate i was so resistant to the fact that it was happening i was like i cannot believe this movie's making me cry and it became so embarrassing that i started laughing at myself like i was just so embarrassed that i was crying so hard and so then when i was laughing it sounded like i was straight on sobbing and like people around me were like staring at me and rob started laughing at me which made me laugh harder which made me cry harder which was just a whole thing and like I left the theater really messed up. So it didn't work, but on another really emotional level, it did. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Nobody in my theater was moved in any way, shape, or form. Really? And, yeah. Yes. Oh, everyone and, in my theater was crying. And I will tell you why. The When we get to the point at the end where Haley Lou, for whatever reason, wants to see the lights, which I know, the, is like a lights. city that is near <laughs> the hospital that she can like see out her window. That like, supposedly she's ne- like, that she's never been to this city that is where the hospital. Is. It's yeah. like 
like why would she have never been there doesn't she live there it was like she's like oh my sister and i always talked about seeing the lights it's like this isn't just like she noticed it out her window this one treatment and it's like i want to go to that town no it's like been like a lifelong dream to go to this town that's supposedly in walking distance because they decide yeah two miles from the hospital yes (laughs) and also the two miles in between the huge state-of-the-art hospital and the city is all like uh, woodland <laughs> yeah it's just a garden with, with yes. cobblestone paths and like yes. snowy hills <laughs> so they get to what is very clearly a sound stage and the cheapest looking <laughs> set i have ever seen that is like a bridge and also a yeah. pond that's yeah. icy and they're going out on the pond and they're way too close they should because yeah. they could catch each other's bacteria Well, because at this point, she had sort of given up because her friend had just died. She blamed herself. She was feeling like, what is the point in living if I'm not going to live, you know? And she's like, she gives a speech about how she wants to be in the moment rather than waiting for something that will probably never happen. And so they're like, she's more and more reckless. And he's more and more like, what's going on? Why are you acting this way? And so they get out to this pond and she gets a text (laughs) message that says, yo, we have a lung for you. Like you can be cured with this lung transplant, which she has supposedly been waiting for for years. Like since birth, I think is when you get this disease. It's like right away. And she's like, you know what? I'm not going to respond to this text. I'm going to stay out here. I don't want this new lung. And at that point, everyone in the audience was like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> go back and get the lung. And well, then because she wanted to be with her boyfriend who she couldn't physically be with because she would die. But it, and so, but it made no sense in the grand story of things. Because here's the thing. Yeah, if she got she a new thinking. lung, she would be cured. And then she could be with her boyfriend. You know? Well, like no. it, Yeah. Yeah. Well, because she'd have new lungs. Well, I think it's because she'd still be pervious to disease and stuff. Like, I don't think it's a... Yeah, but it, but cystic fibrosis isn't like a catching <laughs> disease. It's not like if you no, hang know, out with I someone know. who has it, you get it. Yeah, I guess this is an interesting point. I don't know. I feel like I yeah. don't know enough about the disease to really have it. Have okay. Uh, well, that, so. <laughs> either way, she's she then falls off, proceeds to fall off the bridge yeah. and into the broken ice pond. Ugh. And then Cole Sprouse has to drag her out and perform mouth to mouth on oh. her to resuscitate her. But, you know, he has this bacteria. Has so if disease. it catches with her, she yeah. could die almost it instantly. But he does it anyways. <laughs> and he could also get sick, but he's dying anyway. So that also doesn't yeah. matter. And eventually, they, like, get her back to the hospital. She doesn't have the disease from him. They give her the lung transplant. And he, in order to bring the lights from the city that she's (laughs) never been to, to her, her and her family, like, while she's in surgery, string up all of these Christmas lights outside of her window. And then the immediate moment that she wakes up, they decide (laughs) to confront her with these lights and also... He tells her that he's leaving because he doesn't want her to see him die. And so he basically breaks up with her like three seconds post lung transplant surgery. And that is the end of the movie. Okay, but it's a little more it's a little more emotional and like heartfelt than how you described it. Because like that's when it broke me. And I think I mean, at the the Christmas light moment. Yes, just his whole script. And then and then he gives her his like notebook that he's always drawn in and he's. 
he's always giving her cheesy comics, but it turns out he's like a real artist and he like had drawn all these intimate moments with her and her friends and it's just like he really felt it, you know? And so it was just Do you like, need to take five? Should we yeah, take are you gonna be okay? Yeah. But I think I think what got me was in the end, I really liked Haley Lou Richardson. I thought she did a really good job with what she was yes. given. And she was really like charismatic. And honestly, I know she'll have a bright future because she made something out of absolutely nothing. And I was surprised by how good Cole Sprouse was, maybe because no, I'm so used no, to bad no. That is yes. that is not he even is the thing. He was terrible above. in this movie. No, no. No, no. He's better in this no. movie than in Riverdale. Just own it. Say it. Wow. That that is that's a low that is a that's, that's clearing a saying. low bar. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Is he He was easily me. the worst person in this movie by a lot. <laughs> yeah. But he was better than Riverdale. So it was a it was a happy surprise for me. And it it added to my emotional unbalance, I guess. <laughs> but also, it's just like a really sad story. Like I hadn't, I didn't go in knowing what cystic fibrosis really meant or what it was, and I walked away knowing I didn't have the full story and that it was not true to life necessarily. But ultimately, I was just like, man, like that is a sad disease. You know, it just like it really, really hurt. You know, because it's like even when she gets lungs, she said that lungs only last like five years, which is just crazy sad so the real question is what was sadder the disease or this movie (laughs) i mean the disease there's no way to answer that question differently but to me it was like do you watch a lot of ya movies because i do yeah i mean i feel like i've seen the majority of of no no no, yeah 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 what was worse than this give me three ya movies worse than this Every day was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, I don't even know what that is. Okay, exactly. Paper Towns was another really bad. Oh one. no, Paper Towns was better than this. No, Paper Towns. Paper was Towns bad. was a Paper lot Towns better than was this. Not better than this. No. no. <laughs> Listen to me. I see a lot of YA movies, and I'm trying to remember. The oh, Fall of Our like Stars was Me better than Earl this. And the Love Dying Simon Girl. was better than this. Oh, Me yeah, Earl yeah, and the yeah. Dying Those Girl was way better than this. Top those are the two hate top you give echelon, was better than like, this. Those are all the Harry best Potter YA was movies. better than this. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, your series of unfortunate events was of better than all YA. Whereas there are a lot of YA movies that get made that are not good. So this one felt like pretty okay to me, you know. Oh, I, the other I, one, the other one that's really bad. Everything, everything. Oh my gosh, so bad, so much worse than this. I don't. Mm, that's like a made-up disease, like literally. Like it's her mom turns out to be like <laughs> pretending she has a disease, and like it just gets forgotten. Well, at least it's end. a twist ending that we didn't <laughs> see coming. Yeah, I guess. Okay, but anyways, now later okay. or never with this. Now later or never. I'm saying later. <laughs> I, I would like say definitely later. later, but probably never. I think this <laughs> I would is say, you could like, pass on if this. it pops up and you're bored one Saturday afternoon. Like sure. You might cry, like, if you have a heart, so. So, I will say this. I saw this movie, and it immediately was the bottom movie of uh, of my year <laughs> so far in the rankings. And I thought, this this was the worst movie that I have seen in a long time. It, it can't get yeah. worse than this. And then okay, the next okay. day, I went to the theater <laughs> and saw Captive State, and it made Five Feet Apart look like an Oscar-nominated <laughs> film. 
Captive State okay. might be the worst movie I have ever seen. Listen, and I am not even... You come out here with these big words, this big talk. I just have to ask, like, honestly, the worst movie you've ever seen. Like, really? Yes. You're going to, like, yes. stick to that? Like, yeah. I just... Okay. I just... It was almost unwatchable. It was almost unwatchable. I want... Like, I legitimately uh. thought multiple times in the movie... Can I get up and leave and not finish this? And there were multiple we? people in my okay. theater who left. They got up and left the Matt, theater. Matt, and the Matt, movie Matt, was Matt, Matt, only Matt, an hour and 40 Matt, minutes Matt, long. Matt, 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 Matt. That's what I don't get. It's like we sat through Serenity and you loved it. So it's like, why? Like you enjoyed the twist. You enjoyed the fact that they tried something new. Like I don't get what made this movie so much more like awful than serenity even let alone okay. other movies i know you okay seen. you want me you want me to go through the reasons <laughs> well okay here how about this to to really enforce my point shelby could you please give us a summary of the events that yes. happen in this movie okay well first of all this is set in a chicago neighborhood like a decade about a decade after an alien occupation. So the movie starts out, you kind of see the very beginning of the occupation and then it fast forwards. But basically society has sort of continued on as is except lonelier, darker, sadder because these extraterrestrials who you don't see, but they operate as the legislators kind of unseen to the general public are controlling things, shipping people off Earth doing all sorts of nefarious stuff, but basically the story follows, and this is where I think you get you get frustrated with these sort of um, ensemble cast stories. Like I get the sense that you don't love when there's a lot going on, but this story is basically a day in the life of style movie where it follows Ashton Sanders from Moonlight, who's this teenager whose parents died in the occupation, whose brother was part of the resistance and he supposedly died. And so he's just trying to get out of this neighborhood and go into the, like the wilderness, go get out of the major city so he can try and have some semblance of a normal life. And so he's doing that. Meanwhile, there's a lot, there's this resistance movement and it turns out her his brother is not dead. There's this whole resistance, the Phoenix or whatever, that is trying to make something happen on this one night. And John Goodman is part of the group that is trying to support the aliens and keep the resistance at bay. And he is friends with Ashton Sanders. And so it just follows these different characters and these different players as they try to make some as they try to initiate an attack against the Alien. So it really isn't that complex to me. And I'm getting frustrated thinking you just like blow it off because it doesn't fit like your normal like storyline, you know, with a. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) It was like, I think, and I have to admit, I like alien movies. I like dystopian movies. I love, like, I love disaster flicks. So do I. This is right up my alley. But. I don't know what is so unforgivable about this film compared to other movies. You know what I mean? Okay. So many things. <laughs> this movie, to begin with, 
there was there is like almost no exposition in this movie you have no idea well so you have no idea like what these aliens are what they do really why do you need to you know like that's the point is it's like nine years into it this is life deal with it like you don't know anything but there's these aliens who are controlling things like i just well but like how are they controlling things and how are they controlling things negatively like what do you well because like, like do we see them like kill anybody do we see them well, yes, taking things who oh, yeah well, the parents i guess at the beginning about? that's the whole idea there- is that they came with a army there's like exposition in the opening credits where there's a lot of not voiceover but like type notes on what's happening but basically the aliens come show they're stronger and more powerful and the the humans decide to instead of dying they fall under the alien regime so it's like you have that context like what more do you need like you need an alien to come out and like tell you his story well it's like i just want i just need to know like why are they bad necessarily like what do they want are they here to like eat people they're like, here what, to like, mine what are they all doing? the resources they explain this in the movie. No, they're no. here mining the resources, the natural resources from the planet, which means eventually the planet will crumble and humans will die. Like that's the whole idea, and it's just if like that was in that movie. Government. I did not see like, it. That's the whole thing. Is it's like when the Nazis come in, like it's like they in they do their thing and you don't necessarily know what their end goal is. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just about a regime who well, is you do control. because they're the Nazis. So it's like, <laughs> I know like they don't have to explain a Nazi to me in a movie because I already know what a Nazi but is, you but I don't know what this weird an, alien an is. Alien that blows up humans that get in its way. Like clearly but he's like, not friendly. But like, like they're are not they doing bad? good things. Are they- are they what do you not- mean? Yes, they're they're taking people. They're shipping them they off co- planet. They're like killing For people what? who try to escape. We, n- what no, are you talking about? Was- you were you felt like it was ambiguous whether the aliens were good or bad. No, no, it no. I knew I can tell from the movie that they're bad, but I can't tell why or what they're doing. And then we <laughs> get into this cast that has nine thousand people in it, none yes. of whom are famous, and you can't. And I couldn't. I didn't know who they were i didn't know why they were doing things for but reasons the like point. there was no like a, there was no like a, characterization whatsoever in this movie. it's just like average joes trying to infiltrate an impossible situation they just want things but to why? change they want because there's why do aliens they need to ruling change? their lives and they don't get to live the lives they want you know what i mean they're forced but to do that weird jobs ne- but like, that but that was never exp- there was no scene that was like uh i've all it there's you know, like, what in, are you um, talking about? Like, the woman had to become a whore because she could no longer be a kindergarten teacher because people, the implication is that society is run very differently and it's a totalitarian state where no one was has that, the same choices. If that was, spe- that was not spelled out in the movie, that, but it that doesn't happened. have to be spelled out. That's the point of these style movies is it's just like, no, what would you no. do if aliens took over the world? Would you join the resistance? Would you just cowtail and do what you had to, like Josh Goodman? So it's like, there's so, two sides someone wants here, to take a stand and so they build a resistance here's the thing this movie is ba- like what this movie is trying to do <laughs> is be like v for vendetta but with aliens instead of you know nazis or regime or whatever or big brother uh-huh. or whatever's going on in yeah. v for vendetta and in yeah. v for vendetta it does such a good job of setting up like here are all of the reasons why these people are bad and why they need to be taken down and here are the personal stories of the people who are trying to take them down and why they're doing that and why it's important to them as people like- so we have like rooting interests in the 
the people's stories. In this, like, why was John Goodman involved in this? We don't know. Why were, I mean, other than. The ending shows exactly why he was involved in it. Like, okay, because he used to be a teacher and now he's not anymore. Have you seen Red Dawn or like, like Red Dawn is about, is about like a unknown force. Like, I think in the the original, it's Russians. In the new one, it's some Asian culture coming in, taking over a town. And so a resistant builds up. You don't need to know why the, the like, the, the enemy's motives in choosing that town in what they're doing and why they're bad. You just know they're bad and a resistance has to come and try and but make things right again. That is, that is not good character building to say like, <laughs> these people are good because these people are bad. Like if you're, but that's like in- common in a lot of movies. It's like, just trust us. They're bad. Trust us. They're bad. Like that's the whole thing. No, like, what do you no, mean? You, you have wanted, like, scenes a- where you see some, but you like, do, I- you see the aliens shoot, you see the aliens evaporate this guy's parents for no reason except they wanted to leave. Like, that is... But... That is but, bad. But you don't know... Like, are they... I could never even tell, like, are they really sentient? Like, like, like there was no... There was so few scenes that actually well, involved the aliens and what they were doing. obviously they're sentient because they communicate and they talk with these well, legislators. Well, you, you got that eventually, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand that at the beginning. I don't get it man it's like in in signs you know the aliens are bad because they're killing people so it's like how is that any different in war of the worlds you know the aliens are bad because they're are killing they bad people. in signs what are you talking about well there's a resistance to them they stand up against them they fight them they kill them so it's like are, yeah, are yeah, the people yes, bad like yes i no no i okay yes i guess in signs that <laughs> I mean, like, here's the thing. I can tell that they're bad in this movie. It's not that I don't know that they're bad. It's just that I, it's just that the movie is saying to me, these people are bad and they're not telling me why. And they're saying these people are the resistance and they are good, but it's not telling me why. There's no scene, like in V for Vendetta, there's that great, there, there's these great scenes where it's like, uh, you know, the reason why V is standing up to do this is because he makes this friend of this woman in prison who right. is like beaten down and kidnapped and ultimately killed because she's a lesbian and he is wants to stand up for this person who is yeah. his friend. And so that's why he's systematically going after it. There was no like emotional part in this movie that showed me why any of these characters were doing it. Yeah. And when you have it sort of follows John Goodman and it sort of follows Ashton Sanders, but it doesn't really follow them in like a way that right. they're an actual main character. And then there's about 75 other people. <laughs> and at the end, yeah. they kind of go through this montage of like, and all of these people have been taken care of and they all died and they, you know, like died for this cause. And one, I couldn't even remember who half of them were by that point <laughs> in the movie because they were so like hodgepodge. So, and then I also yeah. had like no emotional investment in any of right. them. But I think that was sort of the point. And like, that's the thing. I don't want to get caught up in like, this isn't one of my favorite films. Like, I think this was a just okay movie. But I think I'm frustrated because it seems like you're disregarding their entire purpose. Like these are, these to me are like, very instinctual choices that the director made. It's not just a bad script or a bad story. It was like, to me, he was showing like, these are just people who don't know each other who are trying to like fix things. And whether you agree with that motive or not, like it doesn't matter because it's just like a day in the life. It's just showing how a resistance would have to work like ground up. It's just these little people. It's like their whole like spiel is 
strike a match, ignite a war. Like it's a small thing that's supposed to have a domino effect. And that's what was interesting to me. And I think the movie did struggle to kind of build up interest and the first half did move very slowly. But when you have the pieces start to move in the second half where you have a sequence of events where they're trying to move from point A to point B and everyone's sort of just... It's just sort of messy because it's not... It That's how it would be to me. It felt more real, like how well, they would have to operate and how these things would happen and how they'd have to adapt. And maybe it didn't work out as well. And I thought that was so interesting as it became sort of like what Ocean's Eleven would be if they were a resistance and if that resistance oh wasn't gosh. easy to plan. You know what I mean? It's like an ensemble cast that's trying to make something Ugh. impossible work with very little resources. Yeah, that's not what I am debating. What <laughs> I'm... There... This movie to me, while I was watching it, I felt like it was a like two and a half hour long movie that someone had gone back through and like pulled out chunks <laughs> purposefully of where like the exposition was. They, so yes, they're running this scheme that is, that is in some way, shape, or form like going to apparently hurt these aliens. Yeah, but. You really have, and maybe this is, maybe this was a choice that like, oh, because the people running this case wouldn't actually know what the grand scheme was, like we aren't either. But it's hard to watch people like running around and doing these things in the dark and passing these little notes to each other when you have no idea like what the goal is, what the (laughs) actual like importance of it is at one point they strap a bomb to this like senator guy and send him into this group with the aliens and the aliens blow up but it sort of doesn't make sense like why like that wasn't all the aliens does it (laughs) actually hurt anybody and 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 supposedly there's match you need to inspire people to react you know I guess, but supposedly these aliens can vaporize vaporize people like on command and they're all over the United, they're all over yeah. the world. So it sort of right. feels like, that, well, this really isn't anything. And then at a certain but point, that's... they're like, well, Chicago is this like hub. But they say like, oh, if you go across the lake, which is to Michigan, like apparently the they don't have any kind of control over there. The I, I don't the think comment... it's that they have no control. I think it's more that it's like... It's like the idea of moving out of a big major city because maybe you can survive like in the wilderness undetected. You know what I mean? Frank Sheck, who works for The Hollywood Reporter, had this quote, and I felt like it perfectly summed up what (laughs) I thought of this movie. It said, visually murky, choppily edited, and lacking both narrative clarity and well-defined characterizations. Which, it's like, it's dark, the camera movements are lazy, you can't see what's going on half the time, there's so many characters, you can't tell them apart, you don't know who's doing what, you don't know why, you don't know what the ultimate goal is. At the end, there's this, like, reveal of this big twist that I think is supposed to make you sort of like see the entire movie in a different light like a paradigm shift of okay people you thought were good weren't good but it's like I could see I could see that twist coming from the beginning of the movie and I still couldn't figure out like what like how the process worked right. even though I knew it as we were going through the whole time like it was just so yeah. convoluted yeah like, the twist was in like in the moment I really enjoyed the twist I felt like it sort of elevated the story because it showed that because yeah when it sort of all falls apart you're sort of like was that their plan all along like good job but didn't, I guess. But didn't so I guess spoiler alert if you're gonna see this movie <laughs> if you're not one of the five people who've already seen it 
so the spoiler alert is that John Goodman, who is like the bad cop the whole movie, is actually been working with the resistance in this attempt to kill these aliens. And in the end, yeah. he ends up like sacrificing himself. But there's a scene early on in the movie where he like goes to this uh like whore Brothel. to pick yeah. up a to pick up a secret passage package and the woman Vera Farmiga who who is like you could be doing so much better with your career (laughs) says this line about like about the Trojan horse and there's this picture on the wall about a Trojan horse and he gets this mystery package and I felt like immediately I knew okay he's in on this as well and the Trojan horse is what they're going to do it's like the aliens aren't going to think that it's something they're going to think it's their friend but it's not and that's why he's like going to be well then the why like i knew you it immediately seeing how it would play out then if you already knew like because it didn't make sense to me and the <laughs> whole time i was like why are they doing like what is going on because basically the only point is that they need that the commissioner of the town is the person who can go in and meet these aliens and mm-hmm. he's sort of like the runner-up for this position so he has to like therefore create this whole huge bombing issue so that he can mm-hmm. then capture those people so that he can get the commissioner job so he can go in you can't tell me that there wasn't an easier way to get this commissioner position than this well, whole runaround with hundreds of people doing different things just so that there could be a bombing that didn't matter so that he could go in and visit these aliens and also <laughs> it's set up at the beginning like oh the aliens live like in the town center in this section where they where there's no humans a lot and it's like why like why? They're, why are they doing that? Underground. It's not that they're like. It's not that well, they're right, living but, in a town. But, it's like they're. But why? Why are they underground? Can they mining not go up the during the day? Resources. Who but, knows what these aliens function but on? But like, so it therefore they can't matter. go up in the real world. Like it makes well, no they sense. Do, There's just but why so many should questions. they have to? They don't want to. Like I don't understand why these. Why are the not? We don't know. Down. But it doesn't matter. You don't know how the aliens work in like any of the alien movies out there like it's just like those are the those are their choices those are their lives like i don't know man but like like in 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 like alien or some of these other movies where aliens are bad it's like they're eating people like you can tell that they're bad because they're (laughs) but they're not but why we don't know why because they want the earth are they hungry no it is not like what do they want the resources for like i have no this movie wasn't smart crazy that you're just so stuck on that it's just like mind-boggling me there wasn't a good the acting was bad the story was bad the camera work was bad (laughs) the lighting was bad the only thing that looked good were the sets in this movie and it must have cost a crap ton to make because this was all shot on location in chicago i mean it looked very good but i for for this movie and you can tell that i am not alone in this because (laughs) the production company put zero dollars behind marketing this movie i did not (laughs) see a trailer for it once i did not see an advertisement for it anywhere for a movie that was coming out on a week with no competition whatsoever (laughs) where the only competition is five feet apart and there was not a trailer anywhere they knew this was a stinker and they (laughs) buried trailers but yeah i mean to be fair i think you're positioning this as like a total bomb maybe it hasn't performed well it was but it's only it earned three 
three million dollars off a twenty-five million dollar <laughs> budget on its opening weekend. It finished seventh on its opening weekend in March. There's not even anything good out, and it finished seventh. I know, but honestly, though, it's only at fifty percent rotten, which is not that bad. Like you've seen movies that have worst, aka Serenity. So the fact that you come in swinging saying this is the worst movie you've seen. In what a was Serenity's score? Is just Serenity really at least had characters that were like actually you could track. But there was a storyline. Like, this wasn't like a character piece. This is a day in the life of it. It's just like a moment in time. It's just a blip. It's just seeing how a resistance yeah, would you happen. Keep, but that doesn't and necessarily like, mean it's a good movie. You know what I mean? I'm like you could follow me like around for a movie. day in the life, but it but it's like, okay, well that's not a movie that we should be but making. Like here's me picking out groceries. I think it functioned exactly how it was meant to and I think it could have been better in a lot of aspects. I thought half the cast wasn't that great. I felt like some of the script could have been tightened. But ultimately, and if half the I cast really... wasn't great, that's 30 people. <laughs> I really enjoy movies that like try something different and I really like like Upgrade last year. You hated I oh, thought it was so okay. Bad. And it's like because it tries something and I think that's worth like celebrating and like giving props to because it wasn't the worst movie ever made. Like I could list hundreds of movies that were worse than this. But it doesn't the the problem is is that it tries something but then it doesn't like it doesn't do a good job in the trying of it. It's like it's like a half-assed attempt at this movie. <laughs> the premise of this movie is very good. This is a very interesting premise. But then they yeah. just did not execute it well in any way. And the same with Upgrade. Like, the premise of that is really interesting, but they didn't do it well. And when you think of movies that are sci-fi movies that, that like, actually put their back into doing what they're trying to do... I know. I think though, it's like that's part of the problem with Hollywood now is that they're only willing to put money into movies that follow like a very formulaic. Like they hit all their spots, they make all their things, and they do it well. And it's like there's not a lot of room for originality and like trying something different. And that's why these movies don't get funding to then to then but pay this- for a better cinematographer or to pay for like you know, a better editor. So it's just like tough. It's just a weird... But this was like- bad from the <laughs> script level. Like this was a bad yeah, script maybe. because it doesn't, the characters aren't there. There's no character in this movie <laughs> that you feel like, ah, yes, this is someone who I know and can root for. I don't know, but I don't think that's, I don't know. I think I enjoy these sorts of movies a little bit because it sort of makes it easier to be like, oh, what would I do in this situation? Instead of getting like caught up in like, oh, here's a person. This is what they believe. This is what they've been through. This is what they need. Let's watch them strive for it. Like it's a lot more situational than character. And I think that is sometimes interesting to watch. So I don't know. It wasn't (sighs) great. It probably has the rating it deserves, but I don't know if you can really argue that it is the worst of the bunch, you know? I mean, I, I, I rarely like have a very strong urge to get up and leave. <laughs> and I was like, I am wasting my time watching this. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I felt like after 40 minutes, I was like, I like, if it wasn't yeah. for this podcast, I legitimately would have got up and left. And at least like <laughs> five feet apart was something where I was like, okay, this, like, this is interesting enough. And like, there are fun <laughs> enough moments. The other thing with this movie is that there wasn't any 
there wasn't any lightness to it at all where there yeah. wasn't was there wasn't dirty. a comic it's character a, there wasn't but anything that's the point it's like a real world like if aliens took over and made our lives miserable and life was hard there would this still is what it would be, look like. there would still be people who would be interesting or funny like ga- that's <laughs> what gallows humor is there was not one like anything at all when we got to the scene at the end that was like the camcorder like found footage scene it was like a breath of fresh air because finally (laughs) there was something in this movie that was like engaging at any and in any way shape Uh, or form i don't know i just think this movie didn't work for you personally but that doesn't mean that it's the worst movie ever made I mean, it might not be the worst movie ever made, but it's the worst movie that I can remember seeing off of the top of my head at this moment. And it's definitely the worst movie that I've seen this year. Okay, but but now, uh, later, never. What's your uh, vote? Never. (laughs) Never. I would say this is a definite, like, pops up on Netflix. Why not give it a try? You know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it just fine. It if you're like on a deserted island and you have a VA- VCR and the VHS floats up and that's the only entertainment that you will have for the rest of your life, <laughs> I would maybe consider putting it in and watching 10 minutes of it. Oh, but otherwise, I would avoid. Okay, but who has the uh, the best, like, who would you want if you had to be someone in this movie? Who would you want to be? I don't know who dies first. <laughs> I would be the I would be the dad in the car at the beginning. Just take me now so I don't have to endure the rest of it. Uh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Did you have a different character? Would you rather be the uh, brothel owner who gets shot in the head or the Yeah, probably. I mean, I think I could really do her part well. Like I think I think I could oh, I choose think, the head I of the think, resistance. So I think you could feasibly pay play any of these parts <laughs> as good, if not better, than the people in these movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Haters gonna hate, man. But haters I mean, gonna hate. I have nothing else to say on this. This is <laughs> and this is go- we've gone long. Two movies. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I mean, yeah, those are your options for the next. A few days, but I am next week. I'm going to be out of town, so there will be no podcast, unfortunately. Yes, because better week movies off. are coming out, <laughs> and then we'll be coming back in two weeks. Shelby's going to have to see us. Yeah, I mean, I want to see it, but it'll be scary. So, <laughs> yeah, you'll read all the spoilers it'll ahead of time. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> Go and mentally prepared. I'm excited. It'll be good. It'll definitely be better than both of these movies. I can say that much. Oh yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> these are the bottom two movies on my ranking right now, and I think it'll. I think that will probably hold those spots for a good while. Yeah. Well, I guess you just need to see more movies or read up on Serenity and why that movie did not work. No. But <laughs> Serenity, Serenity is another. That's a whole other story. There were parts of Serenity that were interesting, and there were parts of Glass that were interesting. There were not parts of Captive State that were interesting. Oh. But that. <laughs> Well, we could argue about this forever and (laughs) you didn't see this movie and don't want to hear about it anyways. So that is the end of this episode. Follow us on social media, leave us reviews, and we will see you in two weeks when we're talking about us.